Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, Shelby. Girl. <laughs> yes. What, what's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? That was so energetic that I feel like I should have something to say. <laughs> but I mean, I'm feeling good, blessed, whatever you want to say. But I literally don't have any new news to report to you. <laughs> like, Girl, me neither. I'm the same as we were last week. Um, I've been binge watching some shows. I actually am so lit because for anyone that has the fire stick, I have Lifetime, right? You know, Shelby, I love Lifetime movies. Not so me. before, Lifetime did not allow me to watch TV live, to live stream it. So now that I can live stream it, I've been catching up on all the crazy movies, okay? So. I know you were too lit over there. <laughs> There's this one movie called Tempted by Danger with uh, Rudy from The Cosby Show. She's like oh, the I main see. character. Yeah. It's good. It's about this crazy dude that, start stalking her sister that she was dating like it's crazy but it was i saw that um i saw the advertise but i don't really do scary movies i don't do um i don't do anything like that i remember like one time i was dating this dude and he was like i hope you like scary movies and i was like i don't <laughs> he was like well i hope you like dogs i was like i don't <laughs> he was like you gotta pick one no you cannot like both i was like i'll go with the scary movies for 500 <laughs> Well, what's been up with you? Girl, nothing. So I am getting ready to head to East Texas for a little bit. Um, kick it with my family. Um, you pray for me. Um, <laughs> I love my family. I love my I love my family with all of my heart and my spirit. However, if you know the only thing I'm worried about is like me and my dad, Eric, I realize it's so much alike. And we <laughs> have so much personality. I really don't know how my mama put up with us. I really don't. I'm really trying to figure it out. And so it's not that we butt heads, but it's just like we're a lot. <laughs> but I get in these moods where I'm a lot, but then I get in these moods where I don't want to be bothered. And my daddy be up at the crack of dawn at like 6 or 7 a.m. talking to his Alexa. What oh, are you doing? <laughs> Why are you trying to play some music at 7 a.m.? Oh, my God. No, literally, I heard my daddy tell his Alexa one morning, Alexa, that she was hard-headed, and she don't listen. She is. She don't. <laughs> I agree with that. I said, Mom, did you hear your husband? She's talking about, yeah, girl, your daddy cuts that thing out all the time. It ain't nothing new. So you but just no, a good old time. <laughs> girl, I'm excited to, like, go home and, like, spend some quality time with my family, because I don't feel like I'll get to spend time like this with them, you know, for a while after this. Yeah. Um, get some good country air. I swear, Erica, the air feels different in the country. Mm, I can imagine. I can only get some good home cooking. I'm not going to get thick of nothing, but you know, <laughs> I can eat some thickening food. And really, I just, you know, honestly, friend, if I'm being honest, I really just need some clarity around some things. Mm-hmm. And I need some discernment around some things. Yeah. And I just, need to like feel more connected about some stuff so I'm really praying and hoping that 
when I go home that I can get some clarity about some stuff and that I can just get some peace and some rest. Yeah. Because your girl has been all over the place mentally and emotionally. Like, I know, like, we joke and stuff about the quarantine, but, like, I really think that, like, it's really affecting people and myself as well. I don't know about you, like, mentally and emotionally. Because some days, I'm killing it. I'm cool. And the other days, I got a whole attitude. It is. Because it's very hard to kind of sit there with your thoughts, honestly. When if you sit there too long with your thoughts, you start thinking, spiraling downhill. Like, it's not always positive, patty thoughts. And sometimes, you know, people use, you know, getting out of the house to kind of avoid those, you know, thoughts or emotions or don't want to deal with certain stuff. So it is tough. I, I deal with it too. Like, I'm the same way. I have those mood swings. Like, yeah, I want to. I'm. I want to talk to everybody. And then some days I'm like, I don't want to talk to nobody. I won't see nobody. I don't want to do anything. Right. Oh, so I totally get it. Um, but yeah, I hope you have a great time with your folks. Sounds yeah. fun. So let's get into our first segment of the episode, which is dating and relationships. So Shelby, oh, I'm gonna let you go first as usual. Um. <laughs> In dating, <laughs> what are first date appropriate questions that you feel should be answered or asked? Listen, I just want to make this disclaimer. Take what I say with a grain of salt because obviously <laughs> I'm not that good at dating. But, okay, so I'm going to say some things that I would like to know on the first date. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily how you should ask the question. I just want to put that out there. But these are things that I want to know. Do you have kids? Oh, yes. If you have kids, how many? And how many baby mamas, okay? Wow, yes. Um, you just, let me let me tell you something. One thing I learned is that low-key, sometimes men will try to, like, hide that stuff. No, tell me now. Yes. Um, I want to know, what do you do? What's your job? Yes. Where do you work? Where do you clock in? And it's not even that if you don't feel comfortable telling me when you work, what do you do? And I need yeah. you to be able to tell me, like, what that is and explain it to me so I know you're not lying. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but also, like, I want to know, like, things that you enjoy doing. You know what I mean? Like, what do you like to do for fun? Yeah. Um, And I'm one of those. I'm really, like, if you know me, I'm a really deep person. I really don't like small talk. Like, I really want to know everything. But another thing that I also want to know is, like, I just really want to know, like, I know some people may disagree with me on this, but I just really be want to know, like, what's your biggest dream for your life? Like, what's your ultimate goal mm-hmm. for you? Because I just need to know. I think sometimes when you hear people talk about their passion and their dreams and what they're ambitious for, you can kind of start to feel out, is this the type of person that I would want to continue dating and getting to know? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, for me, just personal things that I like to do, like, I want to know if you want to travel. I want to know if you eventually want to have a family. Do you want kids? Like, I want to know stuff like that. I think, I I don't necessarily know how to ask those type of questions, but I know that those are things that I would want to know, you know? Yeah. And I think the main key there is like, for this first date appropriate questions, I think obviously they just, those types of questions need to come up in like conversation because you don't want to feel like you're being interrogated by the person. And I also think whatever questions that you ask, 
you should be able to answer them too with no hesitation yeah. with no oh well is he gonna judge me like right you, you everyone should come with you know face forward and just be honest about things which a lot of people are not and so I like I told you with or like you said like you feel like you ain't good at first dates I feel like I ain't good at first dates either just because my first dates have, have been crash and burn because and I say that because my first date that I had uh at the beginning of the year was real cool I asked all the appropriate questions he told me you know about his daughter and just you know was real forthcoming I felt like so I asked all the questions, but let me tell you something. You can ask all the questions. If he want to lie to you, he's still going to lie to you. So, um, so date number four, okay, still kind of new. I find out that he is actually living with not a roommate. His roommate is actually his baby's mother, who is also pregnant with their second child. And that's so, me out. <laughs> I said, why was he taking you on dates and he living with his baby mama? Make it make sense. I don't know where she thought he was at church or something because he was, we would hang out like literally all day. But anyway, that's beside the point. My point is, is I asked all of the, what I felt like was the appropriate questions. So sometimes it's just very tricky. You just kind of have to gauge, just play it by ear on, because I feel like first dates could be very, just, you could just be nervous. You don't know how it's going to turn out. You don't know if you like this person. So just, I would suggest just make it fun and lighthearted with the questions instead of, and then like maybe the second or third um, or fourth date, if it gets that far, then you start to ask some of the more difficult questions. Um, But I just wish that more of us would be more forthcoming and honest and not just try to say what you think that other person is going to hear. Because we always say that like everyone puts on their best face the first oh, for day. Sure. For sure. So I just feel like bottom line, whatever I ask you and you ask me the same thing, I should never, I shouldn't have a problem answering. So, I and I don't like, you can ask me anything. Like I usually share my most detrimental moment, like pretty early on so that you can see that like, I'm not playing, playing games. And, um, but like I said, you just, that's the scary thing about dating is because you never know until you know you never know what happens until it happens type of thing um but I think when we're talking about first date just keep it lighthearted and um yeah keep it fun and and just get to know that person Um, I agree and I think that another thing that you have to do in a first date I think you have to go in with an open mind I think a lot of times we have these um, certain thoughts of how we think the date should go or how this person is. And I think that once you leave the first date, if you do decide to date him again, you still have to keep an open mind because it's like you're literally reading a book. Like yes. You don't know what you're going to get on the first few dates. One thing, believe it or not, Erica didn't believe me when I told her this, but one thing that I've been doing on the first date is I literally haven't been talking as much as I really do in real life. Like, and I only do that, and it's not to like throw him off. Like, but I just want to see what he. I want to see what he willingly tells me. I want to see what you willingly share with me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because I just, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes we mess ourselves up because we just keep talking about us, or we just keep like pushing our opinions and asking all these questions, but you're not listening to what he's saying. A lot of times, a man or whoever you're trying to date, a woman, whatever will tell you exactly who they are and will show you their character. 
but you won't shut up to see what he's talking about. <laughs> right. And like it it really is helpful. So when I first got into the dating game for one or two weeks, I was multi-day and I was over it because there was a lot of work that I wasn't trying to do. But on one of the days, he just kind of, he talked about himself a lot. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, like, mm, I don't know. But on another one of my dates, one of the first things that came up or that he, you know, just kind of willingly told me was about his daughter. And then he talked about, like, the relationship that he has with the mother of his child and different things like that. And I, like, looking back, I was like, you know, I can really respect that because he just laid it all on the line, told me what it was going to be and what it wasn't going to be, how it was going to work and how it was, and how it was not going to work in regards to his daughter. So I think another thing that we can do as women is, you know, maybe listen a little more. Let him talk because one thing I wrote, he ended up telling me, like, a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> all of this but I got a lot of tea from him because I listened so I think it's okay to ask questions but like it's all but also see just what is he willingly gonna tell you like if you let him talk he's gonna talk I, I guarantee it and another thing too is when what I actually find so attractive um on a first date is if he is asking me questions like you're asking me questions about what's you know, what do I do for a living or what do I enjoy or what are my interests or what do I like doing? Where have I traveled? If you're asking me these questions, I'm going to be more inclined to be open to you. I don't, we're not by any means saying that you go on the first day and you just got your five interrogation questions that you just going to shoot off at the bat before you order the appetizers. No, (laughs) like we're not saying that. We're saying that you should not be afraid or be apprehensive to asking questions that are important to you because those are going to have to be addressed at some point. And you don't want to be like six months down the road and you're like, oh, wait, you know, you don't want kids like what? No, you should ask those questions that are more aligned with like your standards or like your deal breakers. Those are the important questions. But I just I love it when a man is like in tune or in or like you know, with you and like wanting to be interested in you. Um, And then don't make it seem like you just asking all the questions because I call it inquisitive. It ain't nothing wrong with asking questions. Being inquisitive is perfectly fine. So I think that sometimes we're like, oh, well, we don't want to ask questions because we're afraid to know what the answer is. Well, you need to know. So. (laughs) And I think a lot of times, just to piggyback off what you said, it's so important to be inquisitive. Yes. But I say that to say, like, it's so important to be inquisitive naturally how you are. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like, just, it's so important to be yourself. And yeah. it's so important to, like, allow the person that you're dating to see, like, a glimpse into really who you are. Because I feel like you need to be, one thing that Erica shared with me when she was counseling me in my dating <laughs> woes, because she's low-key my personal counselor. Lord. Um... <laughs> And she would say, because we were talking about dating in first days and what to say and what not. And she was like, Shelby, you deserve to be with somebody that you can be 100% yourself with. And one mm-hmm. thing that I realized is that a lot of, is when I started back dating again, I, I wasn't like completely 100% myself. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Not that I was trying to like hide who I was, because that's never the case. I, I am who I am. But I, but I, but I doubted it back. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. to me. I can be a lot. But in reality, 
you were you were telling me one day you were like Shelby, you're not a lot. Like you joke about it, but you're not a lot. Like you should be able to be yourself. And I said that to say like on your first date, it's okay to be exactly who you are. I think sometimes we try to cover up and act a certain way to impress him. Right. It's all good, but what's the point of impressing him if you impress him with somebody that's not who you really are? Boom, there we go, that part. (laughs) So I really encourage, and I think that's something that going forward when I date and when I choose to date again, is that I'm really going to just be 100% myself. And if you like it, amazing. If I'm not your cup of tea or tequila, that's okay. <laughs> that is perfectly okay. And I want women to know that it's okay that if you give your best version of yourself and he don't like it or he don't like you being inquisitive or he doesn't like the questions that you're asking him. Sis, if he don't like that, now he's going to have an attitude really down the road when y'all got to communicate or yeah. when you start excelling or when you need him to do something or be something and to grow. And kind of like you said, like a first date is just really a glimpse because you show your best selves. But I know for me that I just want to like not put it all on the line, but I want you to just get a real glimpse. So you can decide for yourself, hey, do I want to date one or do I want to date? Do I want to date two or three? So, yeah, that's what I had to add to that. Cause that's and, not my spirit. and also, I mean, those are really great points, too. And I think kind of along the same lines of first date and asking questions when I said that like it should be a comfortable and comfortable situation and conversational. So that also ties into like where you go on your first date, because it would be a lot less intense if you were out doing something active or fun with that person and you're talking and you're just, you're having a good time and enjoying each other's company. That other person is less likely to be apprehensive of answering your questions. But if you're like sitting at a, a fancy dinner and it's just all nerves and like, you know, you're already nervous. How does my hair look? How does my makeup look like? And then he's nervous. Then you're probably nervous to even start asking. So it would be my suggestion is first dates to, in my opinion, you don't have to agree with me. I think that it's, it's really, it's a better idea to do something fun and active on the first date. And that also tells you a lot about the other person too. Like, can they let loose? Can they have fun? Just be yourselves and really like, start that bond or friendship with the person i agree i think i'm gonna try that next time i date <laughs> going somewhere fun because the last my last couple first dates that i went on or the few that i went on like we just went to dinner and i was really nervous <laughs> and yeah I was really always shy. nervous yeah so let us know how it goes but if it tanks don't don't email us um <laughs> so Let's move on to our next segment, which is called The Journey. So this is when we discuss the journey um, that we've been on as we have been building our brand, All Things Melanin. Um, So the question is, or the topic is, how have we adjusted to creating content and sharing our platform during this pandemic, during COVID-19? I think for us, we've been very fortunate in what our mission is and how we are that we haven't had to adjust very much. Mm -hmm. But I think as a whole, just speaking in general, like on general terms, I think that this is a really, really sensitive time that we're living in and that we're experiencing. And I think it's really important to evaluate the audience that you're serving based on what you're doing and kind of um, monitor or scan the crowd. 
Because right. one thing that you don't want to do, this is just my little PR mind working. One thing that you don't want to do is be insensitive, be insensitive, insensitive, and posting and emailing and different things like that, and make your crowd mad and make your audience mad. For instance, when stimulus checks went out, Fashion Nova sent an email that basically said. Spend your, stimulus, spend your stimulus check on us. <laughs> and I said, I don't know who's doing that PR marketing, but they need to be fired. I was like, people are out here, they don't know where their next meal is going to come from. They don't know how they're going to pay the month after that rent. Are you talking about buying some clothes and skirts? Mm-hmm. Stop it. But I think for us, we've been really lucky in that we haven't had to adjust as much, or we haven't had to adjust in the content that we're putting out because just a short version the purpose of our platform is honestly really just to be a light and to encourage people. Yeah. So, especially during this time, we've still been putting out encouraging content. We've still been putting out tips. And I don't think anything that we post in our platform is not necessarily sensitive to the pandemic, if that makes sense. What do you think, Fran? Yeah, I think I think two things. One thing is... Um, I guess maybe sort of a challenge is that we or that we've had to adjust is, for instance, podcasts and we usually record together. Okay, well, social distancing, we're recording separately and it is different when we are not in the same room, but that's just a minor adjustment. We can still record our podcast. We can still give you guys great content. So that's would be a minor adjustment. But also, I really to piggyback off of what you said about being, don't be insensitive. I also really think that we did a great job or we have been doing a great job as far as not trying to use this pandemic as like a marketing tool for us. Yes. You know, like you just gave the example of the clothing line that did that. So I think that it would be, I mean, sometimes, you know, Yes, we put out content that's supposed to be encouraging and we have, you know, given you a blog that was like, here are some tips on how you can cope with, you know, what's happening. But we have still been continuing giving you the same type of content about, you know, you're giving you affirmations and giving you motivation in your life. We're not using the pandemic as like just hammering it in your head because everybody has emails full of COVID-19 emails and people trying to sell you stuff that has marketing along those lines. You know what I mean? We're not, we're, we're basically, you come to our page and you don't have to be bombarded by COVID-19 or pandemics. Like some people, we can't watch the news all day long or we would be miserable. We can't yeah. go through our emails all day long. We would be miserable. So I think that um, we have, like I said, we haven't had to make so much of an adjustment, but I, I do like the fact that we have been continuing on doing what we do um, and also being that platform that like, you know what, I'm gonna just go to all things melanin, listen to their podcast or, you know, read their blog post because it's, it's refreshing and it's not yeah. bombarded with, you know, the detriment that's happening around us. So, yeah, I just, I mean, I just think that's how, as far as adjusting, that's really the only things that we've done. So, yeah, I agree. And I think that another thing that has made it so easy for us to adjust to the things that you just mentioned is that we're just in general, we're adaptive people. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that one thing that we've just learned in general is that you have to be able to adapt and respond to the market or to what your audience wants. If yeah. you're not able to adapt and respond, you're not going to make it or you're not going to sustain it. If that may, you're not going to be able to sustain what you're doing. So I think that, like you said, like we're so used to, you know, recording together, having a couple glasses of wine. Yeah. But obviously with social distancing, we were like, okay, like we still want to do this. What are our, our alternatives? And I think that you have to be open to adapting and adjusting in order to continue to create like you would like to create. Yeah. Well. Because there certainly is that fine line between, okay, we don't want to be insensitive, but we also don't want to ignore what's happening, but we also yeah. don't bombard people with what's happening. Um, yeah. But I do appreciate that with sharing our platform, we still maintain a positive, you know, light, like like our main goal is anyway. So yeah, I agree. All right, so let's move on to our next segment is the mentor moment. So this is when Shelby and I will read a listener letter that was submitted to us, and then we'll give our advice. So it says, hey, Shelby and Erica, so I have a question for you both. I would consider myself to be creative. I love writing and creating content for others to enjoy. However, during this time, I haven't been motivated, and I can't seem to create like I used to. I've tried everything I know how to do and haven't come up with any new ideas posted on social media or even engaged. I feel so bad that I haven't been creative, but I just don't feel like it. Do you have any suggestions on how I can get back into the creative space? So first things first, like it's okay. I just want want everybody to know that like, it's okay that you don't feel like creating or that you don't feel like posting. Like we've said it before and we're going to keep saying it. We are living through a pandemic. None of us in our lifetime, not even our parents more than likely have lived through something like this. And there's no rule and there's no rule book on how to live. There's no rule book on how to survive. There's no rule book on how to create. Um, So I want to say that like, it's perfectly fine to feel how you're feeling. And I would suggest, and this is just me. Like if you feel like that, I wouldn't even want to create in that mental and emotional space. Because more than likely, you're not going to create the best that you can create, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing that I would suggest is, like, if you're in this rut, I would look at changing your schedule up a little bit. One thing that's kind of helped me, because I've really been struggling with, you know, sometimes just being inspired and motivated to do yeah. things, is moving around for 30 minutes, at least, like, you know, whether that's working out or dancing around the house or doing TikTok videos, like move your body, like that's going to increase your mood. Go outside. Now, I'm not saying congregate at these beaches and these parks where everybody is, but I am saying walk around your house if you have a house. Walk to your, your mailbox if you live in an apartment. One thing that I started doing this week that has drastically um, changed my mood is I sit out on my balcony in the morning, in the afternoon, and I get some fresh air. Yeah, Like, those things improve my mood. Have a FaceTime party. I talk to at least two to three of my friends every week on FaceTime. Me and Erica have a reoccurring FaceTime date every single week. We don't talk about nothing, but it (laughs) drastically improves my mood. And I said that to say that before you can create, you have to get your body and your mind in a better mental and emotional space. When you do that, then the ideas will flow. Then the creative content will come. But I think in order to be that, in order to do what you need to do, you got to take care of yourself and pour into yourself the best way you can in this quarantine. 
Yeah. And and my another suggestion for from me would be don't try to force it. Like if you yeah. can't think of anything to write, just don't write. Um, because you want it to be something that you are proud of and that's authentic and not just kind of like, oh well, I'm just forcing this because I feel like I haven't written something in a while. So yeah. um I also think like it's it's perfectly fine to take a break. Um, and it's this yeah. is probably the most time or the, the most crucial time to take a break. And yeah, that's fine. Like like we kind of mentioned earlier in the earlier segment is, you know, don't feel like you have to keep up with this COVID-19 like marketing scheme that a lot of people are doing. Um, just take your time. And I think that'll make a huge difference when you just take that pressure off of yourself. Because cre- as creative people or as creatives, we do pressure ourselves a lot to create, yeah. to write, to come up with great content, to push this out, push that out. But sometimes we have to just stop and 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 reevaluate. So I think, and, I, and also as creatives, whatever it takes for you to get inspired, do that. I mean, obviously yeah. I know like if maybe if it usually took for you to like, go on a jog somewhere and you just can't do that now I've even gotten in my car and just drove around for 10 minutes I didn't get out of my car I didn't really go anywhere specific I just needed to get out and just drive and listen to music and that like it made a difference but it was only that short amount of time so just maybe try to find other ways that will motivate you um other ways that are obviously safe to to do um to get your mindset refreshed I would say but just yeah. my advice is just don't feel like you have to be pressured to write this and write that. Now, if you do have deadlines that are that you are committed to, then make sure you figure out, okay, let me take a break and do some in-home exercises. Or let me take a break and listen to this my favorite music or my favorite album. Or let me watch my favorite movie. Or something that will get your mind kind of away from the pressure of what you have to create. And then come back to it. That would be yeah. my suggestion. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And just to kind of sum up both of us, like, it's okay, like I said, to feel how you feel. But just like Erica said, just like do what you need to do to refresh you. Right. So, you guys, if you have a question that you want us to answer similar to this or whatever you want us to answer, send us an email at allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So moving along to our last segment of the day, which is words of encouragement, we are going to read um, a Bible verse. And it comes from Deuteronomy 8.2. Remember how the Lord, your God, led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. So when I listen to this and I read this, like this has been my memory verse for like the past couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And I feel like just for me personally, like it's like my wilderness season. Mm -hmm. And when I think about it, because one thing I've been asking myself is like, God, what do you want me to get out of this season? What am I supposed to get out of this quarantine and chill season that that I'm living in? What am I supposed to get out of this pandemic? And I was reading one day one of my memory verses, and this popped up in my devotional. And it made me think about how God, you know, held his people in the wilderness for 40 years. And I was like, 
hopefully, you know, we're not in the wilderness for 40 years. Maybe Man. A year. But <laughs> 40 <and> minutes. <laughs> we've been in there for at least 40 days. <laughs> and I'm over it. But it made me sit back and wonder. And it made me realize that sometimes God puts you in a wilderness season or a season that you're going to get what you want. Or a right. season where you don't understand what's happened. Or a season when your back up is up against the wall. Sometimes he puts you in those, quote, wilderness seasons to develop you, to see if you're going to trust him, to see if you're going to put his faith in him. Because a lot of times we put our faith in other things, in other human beings, in materialistic things. And if we being honest, a lot of times we put our faith in ourselves yeah. because we give ourselves more credit than we should have. But one thing that all of this is teaching me is it has literally stripped me of everything that I have that I've idolized or that I have thought about idolizing and it's really made me put my faith and trust in God in this season and I really think that a lot of us are in this quote wilderness season because we need to focus and seek God in everything that we're doing yeah because if we being honest I ain't talked to God this much in a long time I haven't prayed wholeheartedly like this in a long time I haven't really just had to trust God like this in a long time because I was putting my faith in myself and my abilities and my smarts. God gave me all of those things and he was kind to, but that's not what he wants me to do. And I think that this wilderness season is really to prepare, develop, and toughen our skin. Yeah. I think when it says humbling you and testing you to prove your character, I definitely can attest to that because when you are believing God for something um, and you don't see it happen in year one, you don't see it happen in year two, you don't see it happen in year three, can you still believe? Can you still trust? Can you still have the faith? Can you still praise him? Can you still have a good attitude? Can you still, you know, just believe that God is in control of all things? It's very hard. I mean, yeah. it, it sometimes when we're praying for something and we just feel so great right after we pray because it's only been like 30 seconds since you've been dealing with whatever it is. But when you have to go through the wilderness for, quote unquote, 40 years, can you yeah. still be as close to God as as you are? And a lot of these times it does bring you closer to him. And yeah. it, and that's and I think in a way God is showing us not only with this pandemic, but how it's affected people is how he is in control of it all. He may have allowed certain things to happen so that you can realize when he brings his glory to it, then that means that he, he is in control. Like his glory is going to be magnified through all of this. So that's what I truly believe. But that's even in your certain individual situations. Like God is like, look, you about to give me the glory. You're not about to give your job the glory. You're not about to give your spouse the glory. You're about to give yeah. me the glory. I'm the yeah. one who is is the way, the truth, the light. So that's how what I get from it. And I probably need to read this verse like this whole month. So um, that's <laughs> But yeah, like, I don't know. This Bible verse, it really just hit home for me um, and different things like that. And it just really like put this season in my life in a different perspective and Mm -hmm. it took me from being pessimistic to optimistic yeah 
Okay, y'all, so we are going to go ahead and we are going to pray on out. Close your head, bow your eyes. You shouldn't be driving, but if you are, sway with it. Friend, you said close your head and bow your eyes. (laughs) Why can I not? Why do I always get that wrong? Y'all, I don't think we can close our head or bow our eyes. (laughs) And I I have not been drinking today. Like, that's the thing. We'll try. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know what? I'm just gonna pray. Y'all do whatever y'all feel like y'all gotta do to receive this prayer. Anyway, <laughs> Heavenly Father, we come to you as humble as we know how, thankful for each and every person that has assembled to listen to this podcast. We pray that something that we said has enlightened them, has given them encouragement, and has motivated and inspired them. We pray for everybody assembled that's listening. We pray that you would cover them. We pray that you would keep them, and we pray that you would give them peace and contentment in this season. We pray, Lord Jesus, for anybody that is battling COVID-19. We pray that they will overcome it. We pray that they can endure it. And we pray that they can be a testament to how good that you have been to them when you've seen them through. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you will continue to walk and talk with each and every person. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you will continue to be a light, that you will continue to guide them. We pray that if something is on their mind, if they're struggling with something, Lord Jesus, whether it's finances or it's food or it's rent or whatever it may be, we pray, Lord Jesus, that you will provide for them in this season. We pray, Lord Jesus, whatever someone is thinking about, whatever they are worried about, whatever that they don't have peace about, we pray, Lord Jesus, that as they come to you in prayer, that you would, uh, that you would allow them to see that you have them covered. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.